0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into to a New Year's edition of the Football Betting Show, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang, and first and foremost, we want to wish you a happy and a healthy 2021 We got the college football playoff semifinals going on here on New Year's Day. And there's, of course, NFL Week 17 action. Some games have playoff implications. Other games don't. We'll see what Brandon likes for those situations there. Before we get started, I want to let you know that we are brought to you by Bet Online. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are here. So with all these sports going on, there's plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat as NBA champs or you have a Super Bowl pick or a Super Bowl MVP pick, There's no better place to go bet it than betonline.ag. From game spreads to totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brandon, before we get into the college football playoff semifinal, other New Year's Six games, uh, did you have Oklahoma, and at what spread did you get them at? Because the line movement between the Oklahoma and Florida Cotton Bowl game the other night was absolutely
1: absurd with the amount of opt-outs from Florida. Biggest line move ever in the history of college bowl games here in Las Vegas. Um, The line opened up when the bowl lines all came out, Florida minus three and a half. Um, I got it at three and a half right there. In my personal, personal life. I had, I had Oklahoma plus three, locked in. Bet's done. Yep. Good to go. And then Pitts came out and said, I'm not playing. So immediately went down to pick them. And then Tony came out and said, I'm not playing. And then went to Oklahoma minus three. And then the two starting corners were out. The other two receivers out one with COVID one opting out. So you had all four wide receivers, starters out the two corners out, and the line closed at Oklahoma minus nine. Now, when I gave it on the website at brendaling.com, it was minus seven and still moved two more points when I gave it out around, like 1 a.m. and and closed at nine, and it, it didn't matter. It was the, the absolute slaughter that I thought it would be. And, and that's the amazing thing for me about Alabama, and we'll get in, into Alabama more here in a minute, is that the game that Alabama played against Florida the cover was lost solely on one man and one man only. And that was the defensive coordinator of Alabama. Because at some point in that game, he had to realize we can't cover these receivers. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just go press man to man and start blitzing this kid and roll the dice that way and force him to make decisions under pressure? They never did it. They bl- I think they blitzed four times the whole game. And of the four times they blitzed, they got to him on three of them. He just refused to blitz, so he basically just let Trask drop back to pass, set in the pocket, and pick him apart. Well, Oklahoma didn't do that. Oklahoma brought pressure. Oklahoma got pressure, and consequently, you saw Trask. Now, granted, four receivers, but listen, he had guys that he had thrown to all year. I mean, he had three receivers in the game that had over 20 receptions, so they were guys that he was familiar with. It's just Oklahoma's defense showed. And it was good, good, good victory. I think I've won six of the last seven days, and 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 we're on a really good little, good little tear here in the bowl. So it's been what's hilarious about that. What's hilarious about that,
0: Brendan, is I had Oklahoma plus three and a half. Right, I got it yep. when it first opened up, and then everyone's talking about what a great opportunity this is to middle. Right, you bet Florida plus the eight, eight and a half, and you can middle if Florida loses by a touchdown. And you know what I did? I laughed at everyone, and I actually doubled down on Oklahoma and bought some points, which I didn't need to, and I took Oklahoma minus 6.5, and, and it didn't even matter because they blew them out because there was no way that, that Dan Mullen after the game said that they were going to opt out, that they weren't even going to play this game, and then they decided it's a, it's the Cotton Bowl. You can't not play the game, so we might as well just play the game with with who we have, and, and you knew that Kyle Trask wasn't going to play the entire game. because. And, and let this be a lesson to people who are listening out there. When it's a non-major bowl game, when it does not matter because of the college football playoff and until the system changes, these other bowl games don't matter. Coaches use the bowl games as a start for the next season. It's an opportunity to get looks at guys that you didn't get looks at all season long and get a jump start on the spring. And especially yep. now, with all the uncertainty with COVID and whatnot, we don't know what the spring practices are going to look like. Coaches are going to use these opportunities to play, guys. You knew going into that Florida game that Emery Jones was going to play the entire second half, if not more. So why would you ever bet on Florida in that game?
1: Yep. And, and Rattler, freshman, looked good. Oklahoma, the game meant something to them. They played like it and you know, that gets us into these, these, these bowl games going forward. So keep that in mind as you, as you break, as, even when you look at these games, one game, one team, the game's going to mean more to than the other. Yes. No matter, no matter what there, there's always a lean there. And then, then factor in the points from there. I'm having one of my, you know, last year I had a great bowl season this year. I'm having a, another solid bowl season. So um
0: yeah, I'm I'm, like th- I'm 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 three and zero right now in the bowl season. And two, my two wins were in one game because I had Liberty plus seven, and I had Liberty money line against Coastal plus the two thirty. Almost the worst, almost the worst beat of Brandon. Almost the worst beat of my life, by the way. When he fumbled, when they fumble at the goal line trying to run the clock out to kick a game winning field goal. Almost the worst beat of my life on Liberty money line. But anyway, let's get into New Year's Day before we get into the College World Playoff. Let's start with the Peach Bowl, which is Georgia Cincinnati. Georgia laying seven points. It's practically a home game for them because you know it's it's in Atlanta. Cincinnati trying to go for the unbeaten season. Maybe they're upset that they didn't get any respect in the college role playoff rankings. But then you look at this Georgia team, a much better team with JT Daniels at quarterback than what we saw at the beginning of the season when they were getting
1: blown out by Florida and Alabama. Yeah, what scares me about this is is if you like Cincinnati the concern is you allowed Tulsa to come into your house and rush for 200 yards on your defense. And if Tulsa's running game on a scale of 1 to 10, let's put it at a 6, Georgia's running game is a 10. And I'm telling you right now, I just don't know if you can trust the defense of, of Cincinnati to shut down Georgia. To me, this is one of the toughest Toughest bowl games. Um, I'm, I'm watching Mississippi State right now in Tulsa. I love Mississippi State in this game. I mean, there's two bowl games I absolutely love today more than life itself. I love San Jose State, and I loved Mississippi State. And I was saying to myself, the Mississippi State game, Tulsa should have lost at home to Tulane. They should have yep. lost at home to East Carolina. Yep. They've been living on borrowed time all year. Yep. This Mississippi State team, the last four games of the year, they covered, uh, they covered all four. They, they, they're playing unbelievable football right now. They put up a 51 spot on Missouri to close out the year. Mike Leach switch quarterbacks. This game was a near pick them. They're up seven, nothing. They're driving right now to go up 14, nothing. The line was Tulsa minus two and a half. That was the open. Who's a non-power five conference school to ever be laying points to an SEC. School? And no Xavier and Zav- no Collins in this game. I, I just sit here saying to myself, how in the world, are you going to convince me that the athletes you could take the last ten guys off the bench from Mississippi State, and they could start uh-huh. for Tulsa? Yep. So I didn't. I I just didn't get this line, and so um, it, it's nice to see that that. Although I didn't put this one on my website, and I put San Jose State on my website to see Mississippi State dominating right now, tells me I'm I'm pretty dialed in the bowl. So uh, I didn't do much with this game as far as Cincinnati Georgia is concerned. My lean would be towards Georgia. Minus the points and, and force Cincinnati to show me they can stop the run game of, of Georgia when they couldn't stop. The yeah,
0: I, I lean that way as well. Let's get to the College Bowl playoff, though. This is what everybody wants to talk about. And the first game is the Rose Bowl being played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. You got Alabama. You got Notre Dame. Alabama laying a big number, 19 and a half. Um, to, In my opinion, Brandon, there's no way Alabama loses this game. The question is, does Alabama cover this spread? Uh, no. That, you say no. Now, now, no. I, I really want to hear why, because the last time we saw Notre Dame, they were a heavy underdog against Clemson, and the sexy pick was to take Notre Dame plus the points. They lose by 24. They don't cover. Alabama is better than Clemson. What makes Brandon Lang believe that we're going to see a different Notre Dame team in this game?
1: Because Alabama doesn't have the defense that Clemson does. Clemson has a top-five defense in college football. Clemson's Clemson's defense is legit, and they're healthy. First meeting of the year, they have missed five starters. Yep. They're all back, and they're healthy, and they're ready to roll. Um, Alabama's defense is horrific. They are bad. They are really bad, and they've had to score a ton of points all year to cover up the defense that is bad. And quarterbacks that are mobile and can throw has given Alabama trouble this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Trask gave him trouble. Uh, The kid for Ole Miss lit him up. Um, Notre Dame is a football team that matches up well with Alabama. Clemson's the best team in the country. Clemson will beat Alabama in the championship game. Oh, I disagree with Um, that. um, Clemson offensively is going to shred Alabama. Shred them. Alabama will not be able to stop Trevor Lawrence. There's no way in hell at all. They will be able to stop Clemson's offense. On the other side of the football, Clemson's defense will get pressure on Matt Jones. See, the problem with people in their love affair with Alabama is all they see Alabama's offense. What they don't see are the defenses that Alabama's faced all year to put up the Star Wars numbers. And the best defense that Alabama saw all year long was Georgia. And that would have been a much closer game than people think. It was a 17 point game, but Bennett, the third or fourth who was in instead of JT Daniels, had two great deep passes that were dropped early in the game, where Georgia was probably going to take 14-7 lead. Um, I get it. I get Alabama's offense. When you watch them, you're like, oh my god, they're going to score on every possession. Don't don't no, they won't. I'll bet you a million dollars right now that they don't <laughs> score on every possession against Notre Dame. They won't. I'm telling you right now, you're going to sit there going, wow, Alabama hasn't played anybody all year. They haven't. They, they played Texas. The best team they played all year was Texas A&M, and they got them early in the year. They played a Florida team that didn't have a defense. They played a Florida team that gave up over 30 to LSU and a backup quarterback. Um, you know, listen, Pitts didn't play in the LSU game. I get it, but their defense was there at home and couldn't stop LSU. So before you put the cart before the horse with Alabama and get all rah rah rah, the best defense they played all year long was Georgia. They didn't play anybody. They didn't play any defenses. Now they're getting into a Notre Dame defense that's top twenty and a Clemson defense that's top five. Okay, now prove it to me. Prove it to me, Matt Jones, because you're going to feel pressure. Brett Venables is going to light you up. What I think the, it, stats have, the stats have that stats have shown uh-huh. that under pressure, he's nowhere near as good as he is, when you let him just set back in the pocket. You and I can quarterback with time to throw. You watch Clemson light him up. But first things first, Notre Dame's going to line him up. I'm going to take the 20 and a half. All right. Does it bother you at all that Notre
0: Dame, in their history, in these New Year's Six Bowl games, and even in the BCS Championship game against Alabama back in 2013, uh Owen 6 against the spread and getting blown out in every single one of these games.
1: 2018 nope.
0: Cotton Bowl lost 30 to 3, 2016 Fiesta Bowl lost 44 28, BCS Championship lost 42 14, Sugar Bowl in 2007 41 14. They get blown out in these spots, Brandon.
1: Let me let me rephr- let me let me rephrase this. Did I bet Notre Dame? No. Um do I like Notre Dame in the game? Yes. But is that because I'm still pissed that Alabama buried me against Florida? <laughs> yes. So this is completely. I want on this podcast for those listening. I'm not betting Notre Dame. Okay, I'm rooting for Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and I do. I do feel that they're going to have a chance to cover, and I do feel that the back door will be open. Can we? And can, I do. And I do agree? feel. Can we agree that on the, the over? game to the, the game to me? Uh-huh. Has the same feel as Georgia, Alabama, okay. In that game they won that, that game they won 41-24 and they won by 17. Uh-huh. I have if I have a feeling that this game will be similar to the Florida game. Yeah. What where I they get where, where they get up above the number, uh-huh, and then you know, Steve Sarkisian comes out in the third quarter. Yep. They have the two, they have the two empty possessions against Florida, like you said, score every time they have the ball. Well, if you're gonna cover a three touchdown number in a game like this, Mm -hmm. their defense is not good enough to where Notre Dame is going to get. Notre Dame is going to score at least 24 points on Alabama. Yeah. I will be shocked if Notre Dame and Ian book and that offense doesn't get 24. Mm -hmm. So that means to cover this game, Alabama's got to get 50. Well, if Notre Dame's limiting possessions, Alabama has to score on every single possession, and you better get touchdowns rather than field goals. So that's what I'm saying. When you get that big a number and Notre Dame's gotten blown out in these spots, well, this is probably the most veteran quarterback that they've had in these spots with with the team that they have. So my lean is towards Notre Dame plus the points. Just because Alabama couldn't put away Florida when they had a chance to get it from 18 to 25, they never could get it. Into the twenties against Florida, they so, just couldn't. Their defense wasn't good enough to get that next stop, and their defense got gassed, yeah, because their lack of depth on defense. So that's it. I know history says Notre Dame's going to get blown out, but my gut tells me that they're going to have they're going to have a chance to cover in this game. And so
0: I've put late, in, yeah, I agree with you. I've put in, I've put in a teaser on this game, and I took Alabama down to twelve and a half from nineteen and a half. Uh, Just getting getting under that 13 number was important for me because I think Alabama wins this game by two touchdowns. I think they win by 13 or 14 and they don't cover the 20 or the 19 and a half or the 22, whatever it's at now. Uh, I do think that the back door will be open. I do think they'll have a 10 point lead at the half and then they'll win the game by 13 to 14, maybe 17. Uh, I like the over in the game because just like you said, I think Notre Dame is going to score 21. And if Notre Dame scores 21, Alabama is going to score 40. Right. And so this game is going to go over 60. It's 65.5. Well, you tease it down. So I took Alabama in the over in a two team, seven point teaser. And I'm very comfortable with that. Let's go to the Clemson Ohio State game. Another teaser spot uh, because I think Clemson wins this game. So push him down from seven and a half to basically a pick em Is there any chance in your eyes and in your mind that Ohio
1: State pulls an upset here and wins this game? No, no. I agree. Not at all. I've I've said when Justin Fields couldn't beat out Jake Fromm at Georgia and transferred into Ohio State and then Tate Martell left instead of battling Justin Fields for the starting spot. Um, and then Martell went down to Miami, couldn't beat out Perry. And then here came King and now he's in the transfer portal and we don't know where he's going to land. Hell of a talent, hell of an athlete, yeah. out of Bishop Gorman here in Vegas. Um, I, I just think Justin Fields is is not as good as everybody thinks he is and against good defenses like Northwestern um the defense he's going to see in Clemson um the fourth quarter he had last year against Clemson um bottom line is this that they're gonna struggle offensively with Clemson's defense but conversely when I saw Indiana light up Ohio State's defense the way they did that that's that's the Achilles heel here is is Ohio State's defense they're not very good they're just not And Clemson's going to have a field day going against them. this isn't the defense Ohio State had last year. They got a couple guys who will get drafted, but this secondary is not nowhere near the secondaries they've had before. And one thing we've learned about Dabo, if he's talking, if he's giving you fuel the way he's giving Ohio State fuel, saying he has them as 11, I have news for you. He knows they're going to blow him out. He doesn't give Billboard material yep. unless he knows he's going to blow them out. That's the one thing people have to realize about Dabo. He doesn't talk unless he is supremely confident that what he's seen on film tells him we're we're going to blow the doors. It's the same thing they did before the, Notre, the second rematch with Notre Dame. He knew he had all his defensive players back. He knew he knew how he knows how good his team is. And when they're healthy and everybody's there. They are good, and I think they make a statement, and they blow out Ohio State.
0: Yeah, that's that's my pick as well there. Let's go to the NFL, where certain games have playoff implications, other games don't. Kind of hard to cap the games that have zero playoff implications, but as far as the games that do, uh, let's start with a couple that I like. Um, I'm going to go, and I think that, and, and call me crazy, but I think that the New York football Giants put up a fight here against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if you can get it at over a field goal, I think that's where this game is going. I think this game comes down to a last field goal. Though It's going to be bad weather. Um, these two teams always play each other hard. The division title is on the line because I do think Washington might lose to Philadelphia if Alex Smith doesn't play. And it's Tyler Heineke at quarterback. And I know the Cowboys have been playing really well the past couple of weeks, but they haven't really played anybody. Uh, I just think the Giants keep this one close. If you can get the field goal line or three and a half, take the G-man. What's your thoughts?
1: I wouldn't want to play the Dallas Cowboys right now. You like the way they've looked lately? I think Andy Dalton in that offense with those receivers makes them a dangerous team to face in the playoffs. Call me crazy that's interesting um, i i with what the giants i just don't think daniel jones is still 100% right hmm. um they're they're banged up and dallas has momentum and you know new york had it in the palm of their hands and lost their last two games and the the play calling in the first quarter against the browns um was atrocious by not taking the points and I just think that Dallas is heading in the right direction. Not a game I love. Not yep. a game I love. But if I had to play it, I would, I would play, I would play Dallas.
0: All right. Packers and Bears. Packers need to win to clinch the one seed. The Bears need to win to get into the playoffs. Packers are laying five and a half
1: on the road in Soldier Field. I don't talk about that team anymore because they've cost me so much money, the team from this the state of Illinois. So you can say who you like in the game, but I refuse to say the name of the coach. Uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, I uh, No, I uh, I will never, ever talk about that team again until the coach is gone and the offensive court. What happened in the Minnesota game on Monday night, uh, I'm still pissed about. So, I'm,
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to go with the Packers there, which means that I believe the Rams get into the postseason by default, and I'm going to take the Cardinals to beat the Rams with uh, John Walford at quarterback. Even though the Rams don't need a quarterback to win, they can just run the ball and then play defense. Cardinals need to win to get into the postseason. They have it all right in front of them. They're laying a field goal on the road. Uh, I'll still take the Cardinals in that game. How about you?
1: Wrong answer.
0: Wow, you like the Rams.
1: Did you watch watch Jared Goff play last week? Yeah, it was awful. This quarterback that's starting for the Rams is an upgrade from Jared Goff. (laughs) People think I'm crazy when I say that. Okay, John Walford, baby. Trust me when I tell you. He is familiar in the system. He is mobile. McVay will have the perfect game plan for him to attack Arizona. Um, They're going to run the football. Um, They're going to get him in third and shorts. Um, He won't make the mistake. He will roll out, and instead of lofting a pass 15 yards to the 10-yard lines for a pick when you're looking for a field goal, he'll throw it out of bounds and go off on the sideline and get a pat from his coaches on his butt and say, great job, you know. um, I'm telling you you're going to watch this game and make sure you understand when i tell you this. Jared Goff is going to turn out to be the second coming of Jay Cutler. Wow. Bears gave Jay Cutler 130 something million dollars. They brought him in there and he did nothing. Goff is going to be the same thing. He is going to burn a bridge cuz that defense is legit and as good as that defense played last week. The Rams should have won that game, and I'm not saying that because I had the Rams. But I'm telling you, when your defense is when you got the number one defense in the NFL, and they hold a team to 16 points the entire way, and you're you spent six possessions in Seattle territory, that golf just imploded. I'm telling you, this kid, this kid's an upgrade, and I'm taking the home dog. I'm taking the better defense, the number one defense in the NFL at home against a mistake-prone Arizona Cardinal quarterback on a bad leg. Sweet. LA. All right, here's my
0: blowout pick of the day. The Titans need to win to clinch the AFC South. They're playing a hapless Texans team that just lost to the Bengals. I think Derrick Henry has 130, 150 rushing yards, and the Titans roll over the Texans.
1: That game goes over 56. That game can't stand under. <laughs> can't. That game can't stand under. they are going to turn up. That game's going to be 21-7 into the first quarter. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> J.J. Watt calling out all his players and his buddies and this and that and the other thing. I'm telling you right now, that game cannot stay under 56. Houston's going to, Tennessee's defense is so bad. They are so, they are so bad. They're, they're one and done in the playoffs. Their defense is so bad. They really are. That game goes over 56. Deshaun Watson's going to have a big day. Tannehill's going to have a big day. It's indoors, fast track. Neither defense can play dead in a Western. J.J. Watt's going to go crazy. He's going to beat up somebody in the stands. It's going to get ugly. All right. Over 56.
0: Here's my next play. This might be, might be one of my favorite plays of the day. Ravens in the first half laying six and a half. Against the Bengals. Look at the Ravens, the way that they've been playing the past couple of games. They've gotten out to fast starts. They're scoring a ton of points. I don't think there's any way they don't go into the half leading by a touchdown.
1: Do you know, the Ravens are 41 and 0, laying double digits. That's incredible. 41 and 0. Somebody gave me that stat earlier. I didn't research it, but um, I. Uh, that seems like a good play. I don't like that game. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Jets going into New England and beat the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, great. You know, it's way it's
0: it's never gonna happen because it, it's it's not about tanking anymore. There's no you lost that on Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars are guaranteed the number one picks. Now the Jets are just playing for pride. Now, you yeah, they're beat, gonna beat them. They're, they're gonna beat
1: them. Yeah, you beat the Rams on the road as a 17 point dog. You come back home and beat Cleveland. You're playing tough. You you, you had New England beat the first time you met. Uh, at home on a Monday night. Now you get him a second time with film. Um, you know, you look at Bill Belichick in that hooded sweatshirt. Check smugness. Out. Jared Stidham's going to play a lot in that game. Doesn't, doesn't Bill Belichick look like the kind of guy that loves trannies? Doesn't he just look like he just like he looks like that guy in the sweatshirt that's in that tranny bar in New York. And he's kind of looking around. He picks up that tranny, walks outside and just goes and gets it on. I'm telling you, I, I will go to my grave because I'm Bill Belichick, love trannies. I'm telling you, I, I I firmly believe that he has that attitude of he's got this deep, dark secret that nobody knows about, you know, and I think he, you want to tell everybody, but you can't. He's so bad in press conferences. They ask him these questions and they call him the greatest coach ever. And he sits there and says, well, I just didn't have my team ready to play. Well, let me ask you a question, Bill. What are you doing all week? Just sitting in your office wondering why Tom Brady's gone and in the playoffs and you get your thumb up your ass. <laughs> How does a coach say multiple times this year? And I think he's done it four times. Well, they they played better than us. We we uh, I didn't have my guys ready to play. Well, yeah. well what are you doing all week? <laughs> well, what are you doing all week how can a coach an elite coach a six-time Super Bowl winning coach say I just we got out coached and I didn't have my team ready to play talk about just stealing money from Robert Kraft at this point my gosh so I think if you're not listen, if you're not the game plan isn't in place and you're getting out coached I think you're sitting in your office watching tranny porn that's it I'm, I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say what everybody's thinking. All right, Bills and and Dolphins,
0: uh, possible snow up there at Orchard Park. Uh, The Bills can clinch the two seed, and they might still clinch it by default because the Steelers are playing with Mason Rudolph against the Browns. Uh, So a Steelers loss, and the Bills will clinch the two seed. But you can't rely on that. You can't want to back in. The Bills probably want to win this game to make sure that they don't have to go to Arrowhead until the AFC title game. So uh, how do you see this one playing out?
1: I want to unload on the Bills. But like you said, starting, setting Ben and starting Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin's basically saying, we don't care where we go in the playoffs. I like my football team with no fans. We'll go anywhere and we can beat anybody. That's basically what he's saying. We don't know where Buffalo is mentally, how they're going to approach this game. Should they win? Should they cover? Absolutely. Um, the line move is now Buffalo minus five and a half is down to Buffalo minus one and a half. So you got some Miami money. People think Miami is going to go up there and win. I think at the end of the day with what we've seen from Buffalo the last few weeks, you, you either play them or stay away. All
0: right. You have any other picks here?
1: That's it. Gave you the total. Uh, I'll play Denver plus the points over the Raiders. Um,
0: yeah. I it's Denver's hard. Bang. It's hard. It's hard to look at these, um, these games that have no implications, but that's a great read there because the Raiders a week after getting eliminated from the postseason, right? They've lost three straight games now they have to travel on the road in the cold at mile high. There's gotta be no interest in playing that game for for
1: Las Vegas, right? Right. You can say all the right things in the press. Now Denver is banged up defensively a little bit. Chubb's out and they got a couple of rookie corners, but that's not the matchup here. The matchup is Denver's offense against the banged up greater defense. And Vic Fangio just got the contract extension, so he's gonna have his guys ready to play. They're gonna play with a different intensity than the Raiders. This is a Raider team that went to Atlanta and lost by a hundred. Then they went to the Jets after that and should have lost Greg Williams, zero blitz, let him off the hook. Then they come back home and lose by a hundred to Indy. Then after that, they're playing for their playoff life and they lose in overtime to the Chargers. And then any little glimpse they had up twenty three seconds to go, they got the game one against Miami, and then that happens. And so now all your season's over. And you want me to believe that John Gruden, who can't walk by a buffet here in Vegas without stopping and eating. He's a fat. He's just such a fat pig now. He's all sweating on the sideline. He's uncomfortable. He's got a belly now. And you know how fat people feel. Fat people feel. Fat people are uncomfortable. Scott, you've ever been around people who are fat. They're happy because they're eating all the time. But they're uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, you can't think right. Your mind doesn't work properly, Scott. I'm just telling you, I've been around a lot of fat people in my life. And when you're fat, you're happy, but you can't think straight because you're uncomfortable. You're sweating. Your crotch is sweating. Gruden can't move. Look at it. Does he look comfortable to you on the sideline? No. Wearing the wrong hat. That wrong hat. Just <laughs> uncomfortable and spitting. And it's just, it's just a bad situation for the Raiders. The season's over. It, it's just, I'm going to take Denver plus two and a half. <laughs> All
0: right, brother. Well, that'll do it. Uh, Happy New Year, stay safe, and uh, here's to a profitable 2021.
1: Absolutely. Closing out the year, uh, I said going into this last seven days that I had to step up and, and close the year strong. And uh, we've won five of the last six days with uh, San Jose State today to close out the new year. So um, I like the Spartans, man. They've won seven games. This, they're 7-0 and straight up, 7-0 and against the spread. They won all seven games by double digits this year. And, and if you can beat Boise by double digits, if you can beat San Diego State by double digits, if you can beat Nevada by double digits, you can take care of Ball State in the 97th ranked pass defense in college football. Listen, Starkey, Stark Starkle just lit up Boise for 434. Boise's pass defense was 21st in the country. He threw for almost 450 on them. Now, here comes Ball State out of the MAC Conference with the 97th-ranked pass defense. You think San Jose State's not happy to be here? You don't think San Jose State wants to be 8-0 straight up, 8-0 gets spread, 8 double-digit twins. Brennan signed the contract extension. Gets you some, San Jose State. Love it, brother.
0: So, there you have it. Brandon and I's picks for the college football playoff semifinal and then NFL Week 17 action as well. Once again, for Brandon and I, we want to wish you a very happy and a healthy and a safe new year. Let's hope 2021 is as profitable and more than 2020 has been. Thank you all for listening to the Football Betting Show brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do us a favor, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, and stay with us because great things are on the horizon for 2021. Happy New Year once again, and we'll talk to you next time.